This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the chest. (laughs) Coronavirus self-isolation podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Back of the Nest Lockdown Sessions, episode 14. I've got Albert and Hesketh in tow. Albert, we'll start with you. How are you doing? Good, sir? Yeah, all right, mate. How are you? Very, very good. I'm about to open a can of... Um, Club Tropicana, my favourite tropical YP out, out, out there. So, um, was it we'll free? Get to that in a minute. It was free, actually. My friend Nick bought it over a few weeks well, ago, just working my way through them. Wham, wham, uh, lying. <laughs> and Heskiff, uh, who has twice in the um, preamble to this, said that he's struggling to get his words out today, which bodes very well for a podcast. Yeah, I wasn't even telling an interesting story. I just literally couldn't talk English for a little while. Um, Something about spreadsheets and not fucking up your day job and all that. Yeah, it's weird. Normally when I talk about my job, I send other people to sleep, but I think I just sent myself to sleep whilst explaining it. So yeah, like you say, it bodes really well for the next half an hour or so. Mm, Well, it's because you don't have a beer, right? You said to me earlier you were going to get a glass of water, so. Yeah. uh, No, No excuses. Bank holiday tomorrow. Well, that's it. I'm saving it up, mate. I don't want to drink it all before the bank holiday's over. I am drinking out of a beer Palace Beer Festival glass. Okay. But it is water, so swings and roundabouts. And after the gin and tonics last week, Albert, with the botanicals and the blueberries? Well, I know it blew your mind to have, you know, that much culture dumped <laughs> upon you in, in the podcast. I, I didn't want to unnerve you anymore, so I've gone back to a... A trusty Budweiser, mate. Nice. Um, well, okay, good. Let's get started then. Right. We'll keep on the beverages, and this um, we'll hit this straight off. I was scrolling through Twitter, and then I saw a video about tea, Albert. And now this is um, an American person talking about tea. So you know how much Americans know about tea. Hmm. Mm. So let's see if I can get this up. That's what she said. Right, here you go. Hey guys, so I get a lot of questions about hot tea. So today I wanted to show you what this American girl likes as hot tea. So I mix a lot of ingredients together. 
So first is one cup of Insta tea, two cups of Tang, Country Time Lemonade, one cup of sugar, another cup of sugar, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of cloves, mix it all together, put some water in a cup, heat your water in the microwave, add a few teaspoons to your hot water, give it a little stir, and that's what I... Hey guys. That's it. <laughs> what the fuck is she going on about? Uh, do you want to start off with um, boiling the water in a microwave? I mean, <laughs> I, I know that I know they've got a gun problem over there, and I am now starting to see why that might be. Because if she tried serving that up in my house, and I had a assault rifle to hand, she would probably get it. <laughs> oh my god well yeah i mean you should you've got to see the video as well it's just uh, she's kind of making like a scoop like a coffee kind of you know mixture where all of this stuff she's adding in and literally just mixing loads of different powders together and dumping it in a couple of spoonfuls at a time into boiling water did i hear her say tang a couple of yep. spoonfuls of tang a couple of spoonfuls of tang um, some something lemonade. <laughs> a couple of spoonfuls of tang about. sounds like a legal high that you might buy at Reading Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Someone called yeah. It. yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Really, that's how Americans are drinking tea, apparently, or at least this American lady. Did she get? Um, yeah. The first, yeah. That was. I mean, that my my hackles were raised when she said. Da, 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 how this American girl makes her tea. Stop talking about yourself in the third person and spend a bit more time on actually making a decent cup of tea. Mm. So maybe we can just respond to her and uh, tell her the way it's done properly. Yeah. I think but anyway, right. what the, 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 the good thing about it was, though, is how I actually um, stumbled across this tweet was that it was quoted by none other than Yorkshire Tea's official Twitter account. And their response was, <laughs> um, watches video, closes tab, burns computer. <laughs> so they're, they're on board with you there, Albert. I think but it doesn't say right. Yorkshire. Yeah, they haven't got the Yorkshire gold logo, though. It's just regular Yorkshire Tea. So I don't know how you feel about that. Right. Two blokes. Don't know who they are. It's a couple of football writers from, I don't know, 19th century football experts, apparently. Heskiv, they've written an 84-page dossier stroke book on why Palace's claim to 1861 is just basically a load of bollocks. Did you, did you read the 84-page dossier? Funnily enough, uh, I haven't got around to reading it yet. It's Obviously, it's on my to-do list. Um, it's Funnily enough, it's about 83 pages down on my to-do list, so... <laughs> unlikely to make it just just missing out yeah just by the skin of its teeth sorry guys yeah um albert have submitted this to the football league just so they um you know can be aware of it and take it into consideration whether they go for um you know whether the football league want to take this seriously or not so they they think that they're the um the full-on experts here and everything they're saying is right but have have we submitted anything to the football league? Um, <laughs> we submitted something to YouTube. 
Yeah, so I, I think we made a bit of a sort of tongue-in-cheek video, didn't we? That's kind of how I saw it. Like some research has been done, but we kind of realized that there's a big gap here between like, you know, um, this, isn't there something like a 30-year gap or a 25-year gap between games and stuff like that? So I think there's a lot like... It certainly, you could... it certainly feels like a preemptive move on shit on, on these two Northern lads' part, you know, getting their, their story in first when we haven't actually, like you say, all we've done is put out a bit of a jazzy video that's created a mildly interesting and already exhausted point of discussion, you know? <laughs> like They've said, this document shows the Crystal Palace Football Club claim is slightly absurd <laughs> and is ultimately reduced to a short note in 1906 in the CPFC Club handbook, which appears never to be mentioned again anywhere by a CPFC since very recently. So I think in the fir- in the very first page of Crystal Palace Handbook, it does mention um, eighteen sixty one and that we were part of that. And I mean, you can't dispute that the same people owned each club. Um, so hmm, I don't know, but well, yeah, it has been, taking it, it has very serious, isn't it? It has yeah. been mentioned. Just got mentioned a long time ago. I mean, I've done some horrendous things a long time ago, and I don't mention them, but it doesn't mean they didn't happen. <laughs> We quickly go and look at your Twitter history, Albert. Yeah, predates think, Twitter, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, Rafa the Titans don't, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got paid for that though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to go out there, I mean, and read this, uh, it's it's a bloke called uh, Metcalf, and. That's not his first name, by the way. That would be very Victorian if he was. Mark Metcalf and Clive Nicholson have written this 84-page document. Uh, Do we so... know why they've written it? Like, what, what's in it for them? Because uh, from my I think they're bored at home, aren't they? They're in lockdown and they're bored at home. So they just... That's the thing. Like, like, obviously, I'm a Palace fan and I couldn't give a toss. Like, mm. the video, whatever, the link, the, the link to 1861 is tenuous at best. I don't really care. Uh, but these two guys have written like ninety pages on why it's wrong. Like, what's the, come on, mate? Just watch them. I reckon. I reckon they're they're disgruntled Sheffield Wednesday fans, and they've seen that. Then they've seen us bigging up, you know, the 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 anniversary of the survival game, and that's been all over there. And they just thought, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got their. They've 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 put the pigeons back in the cage, they've got their typewriter out, and they've wrote a, what is essentially a very just overlong, strongly worded letter. Yeah, exactly. But I think is isn't Sheffield is like one of the oldest clubs. They're not professional anymore, but um, that's probably what they're getting towards. Not Wednesday or United, a separate club. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, if they've taken it way too serious, maybe if I get bored enough at some point during lockdown, I'll I'll read it. But <laughs> probably not to be honest. Um, you mentioned anniversaries there of Sheffield Wednesday. It's also been the anniversary of Stockport the day before recording this podcast. Um, did either of you watch the game? I did. What about well, you, Albert? You got much better things. Or yesterday, or actually, when it happened. <laughs> What? <laughs> the answer to one of those questions is yes. The other answer yeah, is no. I, I was, you know, I've watched this game once before last night, and that was at the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Correct. So it was, it's, it was, I found it super interesting to watch back and a bit like watching the Sheffield Wednesday game back as well. Um, a lot the first thing that I kept, well, the thing, the reoccurring theme of what I was thinking throughout is my God, the quality of football here is fucking dreadful. <laughs> so, um, I think we've got a little bit, um, spoiled and we talk, we talk about, um, Hodgson playing boring football and all that and not scoring many goals, but, at least we're seeing people that can actually control the ball and pass it five yards at least some of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It felt like I was, I was watching it with Vanessa yesterday and obviously a lot of these players she didn't know because... Um, what do you mean you've never heard of Wayne Carlisle? <laughs> Get well, out! I mean, well, I mean, Patrick said that was the first time watching it last night he ever saw Wayne Carlisle play because obviously he was living in the States and we weren't on TV at that point because we just it just hadn't got across how we were in the championship that it was impossible to watch us so um, I actually told him to switch off if he had any sort of ideas that Wayne Carlisle was a good player yeah and, that, and that's the thing you know like it, Vanessa would be like oh what was this player like and in my head I was like yeah he was pretty good but obviously relative to where we were he was pretty good you know like Tommy Black would have a great game every now and again or uh, you know Aki would run around and, and do some good stuff but like you say, compared to where we're at now, and you're watching, you know, players like Kabai, Wilf, you know, it's different, different leagues, isn't it? Can I into? Can I? This is a. This is a. I wanted to raise this. This is a good point to raise this. In me and my brother were texting back and forth yesterday about Stockport because we went and we were reminiscing about the day, um, and the subject of Kalinko came up. Mm-hmm. Now. I, when was Stockport? 2001. 2001. So I was, I, I, we were talking about the day. I was 16. I was really, really hungover. And I didn't, I've never really been a, um, a fan of the exotic cigarettes, shall we say. But the night before Stockport, for some reason, I'd gone very big on it, probably under some form of peer pressure, mum, if you're listening. Uh, and felt dog awful the next day. And there was five of us in the car. My brother was really hungover, and he was being sick. Do you remember? Do you remember when cars? It was a Ford Focus. Our mate Ben drove up there. Do you remember when Ford? They had like, uh, and a lot of cars had it. Like they're just a little clip on the windows at the back. So they didn't. They didn't open down. They just pivoted out at the back on a little like clip. You couldn't really open it all the way. And we were on the M1 or something. And my brother was trying to be sick out of that, whatever that is one and a three-quarter inch gap in the window down the Wasn't side. Wasn't that the on car. The, Ford, the Ford cars, like the KA? The, the, the KA would have had it as well, yes. Yeah, but this, okay. was, this was in a Focus. It was a slightly more executive car that our mate Ben drove. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I've got a massive tangent here. Anyway, we were talking about the game, and it's over there. And my brother said, duh, 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 uh, let me just get the message up, because I was, I was just sort of getting into bed and winding down for the night, and this riled me. He he put, he said, uh, just bear with me one second. He said, I'm just going to type in the word Kalinko and it will come up because <laughs> believe it or not I've, not, I've not had many chats about Kalinko on WhatsApp over the last. Don't chat with Mike Scott often then. <laughs> he he put, what did he put? He just he spoke, spoke to him really. It's a fantastic anecdote so far. Well, Mike, Mike Scott of this parish who put Alex Kalinko at his favourite all-time 11 is waiting with bated breath for this. He's put Kalinko was toilet, wasn't he? 
liability, absolute juggler. And I, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Vanessa. I Arthur, sat up. I sat up in bed. My head had just touched the pillow, and I saw that, and I sat right up, and I wasn't having that. And I replied, washing my mouth out. I mean, this is a, this is a perfect example of what I was saying. So in my head, he was all right. He'd make great saves, and then he'd be absolutely awful. And when Vanessa was asking me about him, one game I remember, I'm fairly sure it was against Grimsby, because I think Bradley Allen scored. He haired out of goal um, and went to hoof the ball up the pitch and then just completely missed it. Run past it, yeah. And the bloke (laughs) ran past him and scored. And funnily enough, yesterday, before, before they put the Stockport game out, Palace tweeted the goals from the Portsmouth game that came before Stockport. (laughs) <laughs> like an absolute an absolute juggle in that game Catch, catches the ball and then under absolutely no pressure beyond you know a blade of grass hitting his back just throws the ball up in the air towards the striker who scores <laughs> now I could I could send you some blunders from Julian Speroni are you going to write him off did Jules get slapped for being a <laughs> That's for la- for a giggler, a, ju- a juggling giggler, or a giggling juggler. <laughs> um, my, re- well. so my repost was, I, I went straight on YouTube, and I hadn't seen it for fucking years, and t- just typed in the words, Kalinko, Newcastle. 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 That, was my, that was my counter, bang. To which my brother put, well, what's he doing out there in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Why have he stood by the corner flag in the first place? And I put, covering the fullback. <laughs> Do you know? I, I I think it might have been me who put that up on um, YouTube, thinking about it, because um, a friend of mine called uh, Chris Windsor. People might know him as Skippy as a Palace fan. He um, he had it oh, yeah, for some it is, reason. It is so, your video? How yeah. did I not see that? <laughs> yeah. So he, for some reason, had the video on his computer, and he sent it to me. Um, and I uploaded it to YouTube. Uh, I was like, "This has to be up there" because it was for the back in the back. Oh, the, it was in the back in the day articles that I was doing on uh, my website. So yeah, oh, um, what wanted, a wanted it out there. That's why it's in such grainy quality because it's come off of like a super old like link. You know, it's not. <laughs> yeah, none what that, is he doing? That widescreen nonsense. Yeah, was, but was, the, the fact he gets back is unreal. I was at the game <laughs> and remember, and remember at the time. Obviously, you're following the ball. So the last time I'd seen him was stood on the corner. <laughs> and yeah. all of a sudden there's this like grey blur and the ball's shot off in the other direction. It was amazing. He just, he came out of nowhere. It's literally like, he just, it's like he teleported from the corner flag to the middle of the goal. It was you know, ridiculous save. But yeah, I mean, in the Portsmouth game, he did, I think he comes, drops across onto his own feet more than anything that goes in. <laughs> and it was, it was a huge goal, if you, especially the goal where, um, Portsmouth scored right at the end of that game. I think they scored at the end of both halves. But a goal at the end of the second half was huge for them in terms of goal difference. It was really like super important. And um, as it was saying there, if Paddis had won 2-0 and Huddersfield had got a draw, um, they would have gone down. But it could have been 1-0 and a draw if they hadn't scored that goal late on against us. So I just I really remember at the time being gutted that, that Portsmouth had scored that second goal. But then you go to um, <laughs> when it's nil-nil in the Stockport game. I mean, Kalinko comes out like Superman trying to punch the ball and just completely misses it. And for, for, thankfully, all of the um, Stockport forwards and anyone who had a chance that day were shocking and he put it wide. Um, 
and that was uh, Aaron Wilbraham and Shefki Kuchi were playing up front for them that day. I mean, Albert, Wil- Wilbraham, A, still going, still scoring goals, or maybe just retired at the end of last season. Um, but more importantly, his, his appearance has changed quite somewhat, hasn't it? I mean, I haven't seen him recently. And again, I I didn't watch the... I haven't seen the Stockport game back, really. So I can't tell you what he looked like when, you know, in 2000. But, I mean, I was... I, I, I remember... We were talking about this yesterday again. But like, I remember I remember Coochie, Shifty Coochie being a Stockport player. But uh, the Wilbraham thing, I was like, it's like... Uh, like a weird parallel universe that they just seem they just seem poles apart obviously because they played played for us what five six seven years apart something like that yeah it seems weird that even even in a, a an even more distant time that we played against them both in the same team and it was in Scott Stockport mm. well we so I reckon um I don't know. I would say that Aaron Wilbraham has probably got the phone number off Chank Tosin more than uh, Andros Townsend. But, um, <laughs> yeah. ah. Little little dust in on top of his head. I must get hold of that number. <laughs> but yeah, he's um, yeah. They, but they were just dreadful in front of God. It was, it was watching it back. I'd forgotten so many things about it. You know, but there weren't many clear cut chances in the game. But there was lots of um, so many penalty shouts, like so many the time ball was hitting people's hands in the penalty area or no, it wasn't. The penalty what are you talking about don't know what you're and, talking uh, about no but this there was other ones so one i think it might have been aki real Arty's arm it bounced off there was a couple of stockport arms it bounced off in their penalty area four cell was absolutely wiped out for what was a stonewall penalty as yeah. well so watching it back i actually don't feel that bad about us getting away with a hopkin handball because we could have had three penalties in that game um by the letter of the law, so it was a little bit um, washing it back. How yeah, I say, but I was, you know, that was such an uh, emotional day, a, a really long day as well. It was, it was poor back then, so it's club coach there and back, and um, yeah, really long and emotional day, and I'd forgotten a lot about it. But the goal, we'll have to talk about the goal. Um, Heskiff terraces are just the best, aren't they? Yeah, terraces are wicked. Uh, I, re- I was saying that I was texting mate at the time and I was just saying I, I really miss going on a terrace when it was just the bundles, you know, like you end up miles away from where you started. Um, but I think with that goal, I remember it pretty vividly and we were sort of stood on the side that the ball ended up in, so sort of in that corner of the net. And it's just one of those where, you, like, there's no way, even when you watch your back, you know he's going to score. He's so confident. He, he tried. He tried it a little bit earlier in the game as well, which I hadn't, which I hadn't remembered, um, but saw it, saw it when I watched replay yesterday. But just when he's like running at speed and he takes that one touch to sort of take the defender out in the box, you just know he's going to score, and then it's just carnage. And hmm. yeah, I mean, like obviously it's it's a massively famous goal for us, isn't it? But watching it yesterday, because obviously you you watch the goal, you watch the goal replay a lot. You know, we've seen that goal millions of times. But like you said. There's so much happening in the game that you don't remember. Um, but it all builds up to that moment. And, yeah, I mean, even watching it yesterday, I was just celebrating, you know, such a good goal, such an important goal. And seeing everyone bundle onto the pitch from the stands uh, and all the players embracing it as well was great.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, um, yeah. just watching it back, you just forget things like, you know, Greg Berhalter had a great game. Dean Austin had a great game, you know, like not great by the standards that we see of our centre-backs now, because I think we're blessed with some of the centre-backs we have now. We see a really high standard there, but, you know, they're really putting their bodies on the line, sticking their heads in the places where it hurts. You know, Dean Austin iconically running around with that headband on for, uh, for sort of the bandage from what he picked up in the Portsmouth game earlier in the week. Um, but it almost all went to pot in the final minute, um, well, in the, in the final couple of minutes. First, there was a Tommy Black pass back, which I'd actually completely forgotten about, but um, he nearly puts that striker through on goal, but he sliced his clearance so much that he got enough spin to take it away from the striker. But then there's the famous one with literally the last kick of the game when Jamie Smith nearly lobs Kalinko. <laughs> um, yeah, Albert's favourite. <laughs> he's uh, Smith, don't know what he's doing, tries to head it back, gets a bit too much swaz on it, and then Kalinko's slipping over, he's running back towards it. Um, do you remember that from the day, Albert? I remember that, yeah. Um, and uh, that was another that was another clip my brother sent me yesterday. Um, it's really it's so bizarre that whole incident. It's really hard to know who to blame. And you're like, <laughs> is that is that Smith's fault? Is it Kalinko's fault? Not too sure. It's uh, like Jamie I, Smith trying to be super calm in a really high pressure situation. He's like, do you know what? I'm just going to nod this back to the keeper. It's what I always do. Nod back to the keeper. Yeah. And just gets like a little bit too much on it because it's a high pressure situation. Kalinko can't help. Yeah, Kalinko can't help slipping. It's not his fault that he slips, but you know, he recovers well. But at the time, Heskiv, I remember at the game, it just felt like time stood still. It, it, it yeah. was like it happened in slow motion. And that's another thing when you watch the replay, even though you know, and it's happened with a, a, a number of, of games, um, one of which we showed by by Palace the, the player final you know it's going to you know it's going to happen and you know the outcome already right so we know that we won 1-0 but when you're watching it and you see the header like loop over Klinko my stomach still goes a bit i still think oh <laughs> and then you know um but what i was going to say was i was looking um i'm trying to do it every day and i do it most days for for the back of the nest twitter i'm doing like old programs from from across the years that i've been going and I dug out the Stockport one. Um, and the two people we've been talking about, they describe Alex Kalinko. Um, it's sort of a, a mix of Albert and his brother, it sounds like. They describe him as a, a superb shot stopper with more than a touch of continental flamboyance. Juggler, that means juggler. Giggling juggler. Um, and they put that the star man is Jamie Smith. <laughs> Wow, not quite sure why. Considering 
earlier on they talk about Fussell, Freeman and Morrison. But Starman, former Wolf star, Jamie Smith. Wow. So there you go. That's what Stockport thought of us. <laughs> so do you think Trevor Francis didn't like his continental flamboyance? Because an, an, an original Brexit means Brexit kind of scenario. <laughs> 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 but um, Daniel Schilling uh, on Twitter has said my one real memory was almost having a heart attack when Kalinko slipped as the ball bounced over him I do believe this is why I'm on blood pressure tablets <laughs> <laughs> and um, another memory from Craig Skinner um, which is that big brother did we check that let's have a look I mean he was Craig... a I'd be surprised if big you know... brother Phillips his name is Phillips so it's not it's not Craig no, it's not him not him. No, it's not. It's not Craig from Big Brother, unfortunately. I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> um, he said, "My biggest memory was being so confused as to why they wanted to relegate us so much, and that was one thing again I remember from the day. And it was funny hearing it, hearing it back um, with all the Palace fans singing "Stand Up If You Love Palace" and the Stockport fans retorting with um, "Stand Up If You're Going Down." And that was a big overarching thing from the day is that they really wanted us to go down, Albert. Yeah, I mean, we're not a very popular club, are we? Let's be honest, everybody finds us mildly irritating or they don't like our ground or, you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, when you're a very small, fry, bitter northern club, you know, when you're you're ordained with the presence of Friedman, Morrison, Forsell, Bahalter, you know, you're going to well, be world, world Cup star, Greg Valter. Exactly. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, they're going to be a bit bitter. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, it's kind of like echoes of Charlton really wanting to relegate us in 2005. But you get that, you understand why that would happen. There's a local rivalry there, and you know they obviously absolutely despise us. Where you know we're just kind of like, why are you like Stockport? <laughs> but um, Dougie Friedman's been interviewed by Chris Grierson this week and that's up on the um, Eagles palace.eagles.cpfc whatever it is <laughs> what is it called? Uh, eagles.cpfc.co.uk and that's, yeah. that's what it is Palace that's TV it, if it's not that's what it should be called <laughs> um, and Dougie Freeman said uh, you know the one one of his big overarching memories of the day is remembering how much they wanted to relegate us so much and he was just you know, he said we played them four months later at home and beat them 4-0 and it was because we really wanted to beat them after after them trying being such tryhards on the final game of the season and you can see Freeman's like kind of like you know I understand it's good because you know a lot of this is talked about. This is the integrity of the English game, which doesn't exist in a lot of other leagues. That teams really do try hard to the end, but he's like at the same time, just like leave it out, lads. You've got nothing to play for. You can't go up. You can't go down. Just, just you know, give give it to us. But there you go. So well, you, you look at the final table. Then you finish two points above us. There were two places and two points above us. So it's like don't get cocky when you're all so shit. Like you're not, you're not like breezing the league, so. Um, yeah, they were in a pretty similar position to us as well. It's like financial stuff, a lot going on off the field and things like that. So um, they should have been a little bit more understanding. But um, were you on the pitch at the end? I didn't go on. I was. Yeah. No, I went, but I went in what I would probably call second or third wave. You know, you let the early runners go, see if they're getting nicked. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while to yeah, pluck up and the courage. You, and then you just go, 
yeah, come on then, we'll go. Come on, come on, you fin- I'll go on you first. And my mate, I gave my mate Steve a little hop up. We had a little saunter on. Whee, that was it. Did you give it large to the Stockport fans? <laughs> no, I was I was too hungover. I was I was too sixteen hungover and giddy. Um, but I did give, I did give some to Jonathan Pierce on the way home. Um, I say gave some. We were we were all in the uh, the aforementioned Ford, Ford Focus, and I was getting in the back, and there was three of us. It was quite tight. And um, either Ben or my brother was in the front. Spotted Jonathan Pierce getting into his car. He'd obviously been on comms. I think I've told this story before on the podcast many moons ago. Everybody's shouting out the window, hey, Pierce, hey, Pierce, hey, Pierce, hey. And I, I remember scrabbling to, again, the aforementioned little pivot window just to stick my face out like an angry dog. And all I could muster was, Robot Wars! Just shouted, <laughs> just shouted Robot Wars at him. Why not? He probably doesn't get that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll try and get this cleaned up a bit for the live version. I don't know if I can do that, but um, you're talking of Jonathan Pierce. Have you heard his commentary from that day? Mm, I might have heard it again nearer the time, but that was almost 20 years. Ago. Well, it was 20 years ago. I'll play, oh. I'll play it. I'll play it for you now. Season Barnet relegated from the third division. Brighton champs. Millwall winners of the second division. Luton relegated. Fulham champions of the first division. Relegated. QPR, Tranmere, but not Crystal Palace. Saved today. The nights for celebration and dancing. Anyone fancy a boogie, woogie, doogie? A freed man tonight. Palace out of jail. Good night. I mean, that's how I remember football commentary, like growing up, you know. Robot Wars! Listen to the radio. He was there pouring all of that passion into announcing how Palace have stayed up and you're um, you're giving him abuse, mate. I didn't abuse him. It was more, I just couldn't think of anything else to say. So I just shouted Robot Wars. I mean, that, <laughs> is, that is some piece of commentary. But listening to that, I couldn't help but keep thinking to myself, Christ, is that song 20 years old? Like <laughs> it was all this yeah. twenty years ago. Fuck. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? 
I mean, I, um, more years have passed since that game than the age I was at the time. Which oh, what have you got to say? That? <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely for you because you're younger than me. So I've, I think I was, I would have been 18, almost 19 at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy day. Half my age now. I was 19 then and it was 19 mm. years ago. Yeah. I was 15. Oh, yeah, I was 15. Jesus. And and so we didn't touch on it back then when you said it. I kind of let it slide, but I'm not going to anymore. Your mum was giving you weed when you was 15. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just said if my mum was listening <laughs> that I had had a lot of it the night before, but probably because of peer pressure. Mm. Not because but, I want uh, I, I, I thought it was your mum peer pressuring you. <laughs> No, I mean, I've, she she loved it back in the day. I've seen the photos, but um, uh, weed, that is. Um, all the other boys... <laughs> <laughs> all, all the other boys your age in school are doing it. <laughs> just just, uh, just have a little toke on the wacky backy. No, I never got... Oh, oh, mate, just the, thought, just the thought of it sent me bandy, so I was more than happy just to have uh, a, ca- a couple of cans of Fosters and throw up that way. <laughs> no no Bacardi breezes or MD twenty twenty? No what was the really what was the really crap um Alco pop? It Huge. wasn't Bacardi Breezer. No, it was it was worse. Blue label no. orange KD, no? No, it was ugh, I have to look it up, but yeah. Like, if, but back when we were kids. Yeah. I mean your age, it might VK, vodka blue, VK, no. something like that. I remember it having some sort of, you know, I can't remember. I have to look it up. But, it, I mean, it was bad. But when you're that age, you just, it's whatever you, anyone can get hold of, isn't it? So, didn't particularly like it. But that's what we could That's what we could get out of the offie without raising any suspicion. So, I'm, I'm looking here. We've got um, Two Dogs, Hooch, White Lightning, Bacardi Breezer, WKD Original. Um, yeah, these are, these are all the famous ones that I remember. I don't remember any... Anything else? It might have been a really v, VK blue. VK was like a range of different brightly coloured alco pops. Yeah, this was definitely like orange flavoured. It was like a boozy Lucasade type <laughs> flavour. Yeah. But I had so much of it, I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> it's a murder yeah. one now, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, one of the worst nights ever was. Uh, I think it was around this time. It would have been around this time, actually, of this game that we're talking about, and um, going to a pound night where it was like a pound for a vodka, but you could double up for one seventy, and then bottles of Reef, which was another alcohol. That's pop. it. I've just found it. Uh, reef. <laughs> reef. Yeah. Uh, reef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put so your I had hands a, up. I had a night reef. where I put. Um, I had about five double vodkas and two bottles of Reef in a pint glass, like five times over. And it's probably the worst drunk I've ever been. It was horrendous. Oh, it looks really good. I'm looking at it now. Oh, man. I think I've, yeah, I've got no stories about getting absolutely wasted when I was a teenager because I didn't start drinking until I was 28. So I've now, you make, now you're making up for lost time? Yeah, I, I should get on the Alco Pops now, see what I've been missing. <laughs> I would be well up for us doing that and um, filming it and just watching you like do these really stringy vomits that used to happen as a result of drinking those things. Well, we've done the uh, we did the gin and tonic special. Maybe we do the alco pop special. I think, <laughs> I think if we do if we do a spirits or alco pop special at the end of the season, 
which is coming up, I think, in it. I've lost kind of where the fucking season is now. Um, that would be the best bonus episode of the year of all time. Of all time. Well, yeah, the season would be ending next weekend, wouldn't it? Yeah, 17th would have been the last game at home against Spurs. Bloody hell. What, uh, where, what, what do you, uh, just from a footballing perspective, what do you, uh, what, what, what are your chaps' thoughts on what, what should happen with the season? Should it carry on in a weird format? Just bin it, or what? You know, what do you reckon? Just get rid of my parish. Has been in the, been uh, yeah. in the press this week. I'd, I'd, um, to be honest, just put a pin in it and bin it if it wasn't for the fact that. Um, you know, Brighton and Watford are so precariously close to relegation. <laughs> um, so I'd like to see, you know, and West Ham as well, I'd like to see at least one of them go down. So um, I'll say finish it. Um, but in a kind of like, get them, in a, get them all in a few stadiums or like, you know, just and do three games a day on the same pitch, just get it banged out as quickly as possible, get them to play games every other day and just get it over and done with. Yeah, I think... I think the same. I, I'd like to see it finished, but obviously there's so much that goes into that happening that I guess no one really knows what's what's going on. It it's funny that the the six teams opposing having the season finished are the six teams who are at the bottom of the league. Um, I know Brighton's chairman's been quite vocal about it, but like Terry said, I I want them to go down. So anything that that you know, if we prolong the season just so they can get relegated, I'm all for it. Well, if the season does restart and it's anything like our form of our players on FIFA, um, we'll probably be going down as well. Max Meyer has today lost to James Madison in the latest Premier League iteration of FIFA tournaments that's going on, adding himself to the list of Andros Townsend and Wilfred Zaha. But um, Albert, it was nice to see Max get a game. <laughs> I like it how you couldn't finish that without a chuckle. <laughs> uh, well, it had to happen one day, didn't it? Mm. What? Did he lose because Roy kept trying to sabotage it? Like, what, you know, why are you playing? You shouldn't be playing. And was like trying to unplug it at the wall. Uh, he actually took the lead twice, Max Meyer, and lost 3-2. So um, it's a very un-Palace-like. We don't really was throw away. playing as Crystal Palace? Yeah. So uh, James Madison was playing as Leicester. But they capped the players. Every player's rated the same. So oh, you, don't right, get the, okay. you don't get an advantage like that. Well, you know, it's just another, it's just another question mark over Max Meyer's ability, isn't it? That's the, you know, <laughs> yeah. And earlier on, James Madison had um, beaten uh, Callum Wilson of Bournemouth eight-one, and you know how many goals that is, don't you? Nine. Um, and last bit on the audio is we've got Sellers Park is now being utilised by a local London ambulance service staff for, the, for rest and meal breaks whilst on duty with hot meals, refreshments provided for all guests prepared by club chefs. Now, this is obviously another st- step of Palace doing wonderful things during this whole COVID-19 outbreak pandemic whatever it is but um of course the only problem with this is that Celeste Park's so difficult to find that (laughs) 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 right I think that's about it um Heskiff you enjoyed yourself I have I may be making a cameo appearance on the review show 
or not the review show, Lockdown 14 or whatever the next one's called. 15, Lockdown 15. So that will be to give your all-time favourite 11. It is, which is, I've already been told I'm not allowed a subs bench. So I'm tying myself in knots already. So see what I decide when that comes out. Is there like, is there like, is there any shocks in there or any, any controversials like Kalinko, for example? Absolutely no Kalinko in my team. Sorry, Albert. Sorry, Mike. Mm. Uh, there's players that I want in there, but they don't fit. And there's a player in the current team. In fact, there might be three players in the current team who are in it. Yeah. Well, I, I, off the top of my head, I know that I know two of yours very easily. Yeah. Um, Albert, have you have you done yours yet? Uh, I don't think so. No. Mm, well, I think I'm scheduled for the following week to do mine. So. I'll give that a lot of thought and um, I'm going to piss off loads of people and I'm going to do it deliberately as well. But but there you go. Um, So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, We will be back next week, which, well, next week should be Alcopop week and gin and tonic week because it would have been the last one of the season, as we have just discovered. So um, get your your botanicals ready, Albert. I've already got them in hand. Um, Do they still sell Reef? (laughs) <laughs> probably not to be honest but um, I'm googling it now <laughs> <laughs> do they whoever they are still sell Reef I know the band is still going give it up lads <laughs> Reef it, it apparently so sweet there you I'm go gonna go down, I'm going to get my mask on and go down Costco orange and passion fruit Reef from Amazon Prime you oh. can get you can get oh um yeah. Oh no, add to list. We don't know if this item we don't know when this item will be back in stock. Oh, it's all the panic buyers. Oh god. Guide. Oh god, it's got you may if you want this, you may also like aftershock. <laughs> oh fuck. You might be right. Oh to be discussed in the WhatsApp chat, I think. Yeah, this Alcopop is making a comeback in UK supermarkets and that is Reef so there you go well we'll try and end this now Albert thank you Heskiff thank you we will be back next week but listen out for Heskiff on the review show on Sunday where he'll be giving his favourite all time 11 along with Hambo and the rest of the game so until next week up the palace self-isolation podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. 
If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.